Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. What a lofty title, Bending the Laws of Time and Space. So while I can't quite offer that, I can give you the next best thing, which I'm going to cover in just a moment. But first, I wanted to give you a quick update on what we're doing over at the Black Ops decentralized platform of Propane HQ, which is that we are looking to rebuild our entire propane business program. And the reason we're doing this is the same reason that we've re-recorded the propane protocol multiple times to iterate the program and eventually turn it into something which guarantees success for our clients. And I recommend that you do this with your clients as well. Once you've written a program, it's not one and done. The best way to ensure that you're delivering the best service each time is you look at the feedback loops. You need to build these into your business so that when a certain number of people go through your program, you can look at the data and say, okay, this many people were successful, this many people didn't make progress, and this many people got worse or fell off the wagon, which is, I mean, if, if, you're, if you've got a program that's making lots of them, then something's quite wrong about it. But you look at the data, you look at the outcomes, and you say, what are the shared characteristics of the people who have done best with the program? And how can I maximize the chance of that? Where are people falling off? Is it an attentional problem? Are the modules too long? Are they too complicated? Do I go too much into the weeds talking about glycogen? Because personal trainers fucking love talking about glycogen. Um, And the client doesn't care. So is it things like that? Or is it to do with the programming being too hard? Whatever it is, close the feedback loop. Make sure you build that into your program, whether that's done through a form or through your client check-ins or even from a phone call. And phone calls are probably the best way because people are going to open up to you in much bigger ways than they would on a, a digital form. Figure out what's gone well and what's gone wrong for the best performers and the worst performers and say, okay, how can I build the fail-safes into the program and guarantee success for everyone? And so we're doing that with the Propane Business Program as well. We're looking at the clients who absolutely smashed it. Most people are able to replace their current income with their online income, but then you get some people that have tripled it or quadrupled it. And we look at those people and say, right, what have they done and how can we replicate that for you guys so that this becomes as clear a process as possible? So that's what we're doing. Really, the day-to-day life of this isn't particularly exciting. Everything from marketing to delivery for us is now just a case of looking at the data, making tweaks, modifications, and then iterating on that and just doing that over time. But the way that you have to get to that point is by following a model that works 
And then when you know that it works, then you can turn up and do the reps because you know that everything is going to take you to the goal that you've set. And I read an article by Menno Henselmans recently about bro training. And there's an interesting parallel with this, which is him saying that all over the world, you find bro lifters that, you know, in the Philippines or in Saudi Arabia or in Australia, they all do, they're all kind of doing the same things. They're doing partial reps and aiming for the pump and doing drop sets and loads of curls and, you know, all the very bro stuff. But they've gravitated to it because it feels good. And that's the kind of immediate feedback that you can get from lifting because building muscle is never going to be something that you're going to feel on a short-term basis enough to be able to iterate on that feedback loop and course correct. So that's where, yes, they're making progress because they're just in the gym a lot, but maybe they're doing things wrong and they don't know because there's no scientific framework to say, right, this is what works over the long term. That was a bit of a curly-whirly analogy, but hopefully you get what, <laughs> you get what I mean, that there are certain things where the results are so delayed that you have to have a process that you know works and you can't be figuring this out on your own. And that's why picking a model that you know is working and then just saying, right, I'm going to trust the process. Unfortunately, most things that we do day to day don't have immediate enough feedback to know whether we're going in the right direction long term, particularly training and meditation, which are kind of the big ones. There are, you know, yeah, you'll get little snippets of feedback and be like, yeah, I think I'm on the right track here because X, Y, Z. And certainly with something like fat loss, because you can see the progress week to week, but anything that takes longer, you're going to need a model that works. One of the best ways to do that, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, is journaling. This doesn't have to be a kind of dear diary, emotional style journaling. This can be a business journal where you just talk about the inputs that you are doing in your business and how your results are. And every few weeks, just making a note of that, very quickly you'll identify patterns of either, oh, I've been doing this and this has happened, that's great, or oh, I've been actually changing my inputs every couple of weeks. I've been essentially program hopping and my results are inconsistent. Hmm, I wonder why. So I really think it's worth doing because our memories are so short and so fallible. And even if you remember, we'll often magnify and minimize things that when you look back, you didn't realize they were such a big issue. You must have looked back on an old entry or an old journal or whatever and seen something that you used to struggle with, and you look at it and you go, why was that even an issue? Like, that doesn't bother me now. But at the time, it was the biggest problem in the world in your mind. So it's it's important to get these things down on paper. So there we go. That is where we're at with propane currently. Hopefully that's some useful insights there for building your program and iterating your marketing process. Now, the thing I wanted to talk about is bending the laws of time and space. Simple topic. So this comes down to the way that you approach tasks. And we're all very prone to thinking, oh, just this once, or, you know, oh, this doesn't count. I'm just going to snooze or just going to eat this donut or whatever, because it's just a one-off. Now, unfortunately, you can't have a timeout 
in life. You're always laying down myelin. You're always practicing something. Unfortunately, you can't say to your brain, okay, can I just have the day off? Like, don't lay down any new connections. Let's not build this into a habit. I just want to have this kind of blowout or this binge. It doesn't work. And over time, the path of least resistance becomes the thing that you do. The way that this impacts time and space is that we all only have 24 hours in the day. It's the great leveler. The most successful people that you know still have 24 hours in the day. And one habit that most people who have achieved big things in their business can do is they're able to prioritize. There's a million and one things that you could be doing in your business at any one time. As you know, you could work into the late hours of the night every day doing stuff that doesn't really help your business, like making Instagram infographics and responding to comments on YouTube or whatever else. But because it's some kind of work, we think that we're moving somewhere. What happens is we're doing the bro training with our business, doing 10 different types of curls. And yeah, it's going to contribute in some way to growth, but you're leaving a lot on the table by not doing the hard stuff. We've all seen the guy who doesn't train legs because it's hard and it's boring and it hurts. And so he defers to doing 12 biceps exercises instead. Yes, in the short term, it's easier, but over a year, he's going to have less overall progress and cause himself much more pain in the long term. So developing the habit of always leaning into the hardest task of the day is one way to bend time and space. If you're always able to pick the task that has the greatest reach and the greatest impact and is usually the hardest task as well, and you just did that for two hours every day, you would move yourself forward so much more effectively compared to if you were pissing about doing the equivalent of 12 types of twisting reverse curls and then machine curls and cable curls and all of that stuff too. So a lot of this comes from being intentional. And if you've read Cal Newport's Deep Work, you know that work done equals time multiplied by intensity. And so time you can't control, especially if you're working a full-time job and you've just simply got fewer hours available to you. Intensity you can control. And it's very hard to maintain intensity, particularly when you're trying to build an online fitness business outside of your full-time office job, for example, because energy is going to be lower and it's harder to maintain that intensity. So the solution there is not to work longer hours, but it's to manage your energy so fiercely to make sure that, right, I've got one hour and I have a sprint to just get this one thing done. And you're better off separating the planning from execution even if it means spending a third of the time that you would be working into looking at your business as a whole, looking at the project as a whole and saying, what is the one thing that I should be spending my time doing that's going to drive my weekly outcomes forward? Rather than just diving in and just doing the first thing that comes up, which is usually like responding to emails and Facebook comments and stuff. And then before you know it, two hours later, you're like, oh, I've not really achieved anything, but at least I've got rid of that little red circle on the Facebook notification bar. So 
being intentional about stuff, it's not a one and done thing. Johnny and I constantly struggle with this and it's an ongoing battle with yourself. The great thing is that when you develop intentionality in one form of your life, that spills over into other forms as well. I've certainly noticed over lockdown, because my training intensity has dropped, that's impacted my meditation intensity and therefore my work intensity and my reading intensity and everything else. And it all kind of correlates with each other. And you've probably found the same thing that when you're in the middle of a training cycle and you're really throwing yourself into it, that level of discipline and focus brings all the other aspects of your life up along with it. So there's a common thread and that is simply the intentionality. Another way to look at this is what is the consequence of the opposite? What if you took this work done equals time times intensity and you turned the intensity right down? What's the consequence of that? Well, you end up wasting lots of time because there's still the same amount of work that needs to be done. It has to be spread over more time and you end up with lower energy because your body needs a certain amount of rest and you can't jimmy rig it despite what the biohackers will tell you. And so you end up becoming a tired, diluted, low energy person. It's pretty scary. So I think there couldn't be a more compelling argument to stop multitasking. Or really, we should call it multifocusing, because it is possible to chew gum and ride a bike or cook while listening to a podcast or something. But you can't have your focus on two things at once. You can do two things at once if one of them is very low cognitive demand. But the point here is that when you're doing something, turn off all the distractions, disable your notifications, turn your phone off, treat yourself like a child, put everything in full screen and bias toward action with, say, 15, 20 minutes of planning at the beginning of your work session to make sure that what you're doing is the right thing to move your business forward. I hope that was helpful. And if you want to hear any other topics discussed, please do send us a voice message with your current situation, where you want to go, and we can help you further. Some other topics that are coming up, we've been asked to discuss our thoughts on cryptocurrency. Not sure how much insight into the mechanics of cryptocurrency we can offer, but we'll give you our thoughts on that, our two two cents or our two satoshis. Um, imposter syndrome, Facebook ads, and the best software to coach clients and to grow your online fitness business as well. So they are all coming up. Otherwise, I will speak to you next time. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I 
to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.